a Radio 191 FM podcast. And we are talking with Charlotte Cook about her new podcast, Hair and Loathing, which explores the complicated relationship between women and body hair, from trends, hormones, to sex and culture. So firstly, welcome to the show and thank you so much for talking about this, Charlotte. Gilda, how are you? Oh, we We're are so great. good. Yeah. Fizzing, very caffeinated. Happy Tuesday. Uh, sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, firstly, thank you for talking about this. It seems like hair is a topic that no one really talks about, but we all have. So it's like a weird taboo thing. Yeah, I guess that's why I kind of did it. I was sick of having these these quiet conversations about body hair that weren't sort of, I don't know, mainstream interests. And I, um, yeah, was like, actually, I think we need to talk about this. And I think all age ranges need to talk about it. And men and women mm-hmm. need to, you know, embrace or acknowledge body hair because yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has it, but it's like still a thing. Yeah, that we're why like, do you oh. think that's the case? Have you found out more about that through the podcast? Or like, yeah, what are your findings? I guess a lot of what um, it comes down to from my research is that this sense of hairlessness and um, the idea that beauty and body hair kind of don't go together goes back about a hundred years at least in the western world so um, advertisements in the 1920s were more like instruction manuals um, on how to be beautiful how to remove body hair and how to not embarrass yourself I think one of them was in the paper and it was like how to save yourself from embarrassing personal problems and made mockeries of, of women that were alone at a dinner table and they couldn't get a date because they had a moustache like that's sort of where it comes from and so I think that it's continued through the last hundred years and it's pretty hard to shake you know we've got to undo all of that mahi on, you know, it's been drilled into being hairlessness is beautiful, you know, you must be hairless, you must be womanly, you must be feminine. It's quite a hard um, thing to shake after that long and, you know, parents, sisters and whatever influence you continuously as well as the media and, and advertisements now. So it's quite a lot to face and actually fly in the face of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and like as I was prepping for this, I was like having a bit of having a bit of a thing. Yeah, and I kind of realised that for many of us, um, wahine, like shaving isn't really considered an option. Like it's essentially the same as getting your period. Like you get it's taught like an, about sanitisation stuff, of, and then you're also like, okay, and this is like how you shave, and like blah blah blah, and they're kind of lumped together as like two necessities. Um, yeah, which is bizarre. Because it's not, it should be a choice, and it doesn't feel like it is. Um, what would you say to people that, I guess, feel like it's a sanitary or a hygiene thing? It's um, totally not, is, is the answer. It might make you feel a bit cleaner, or, you know, feel like you don't, I don't know, have smelly armpits, but... Um, in actual fact, it doesn't really affect that at all very much. And um, talking about your downstairs, it can actually keep you a bit safer to keep your hair down there because it removes the risk for abrasions and stuff at breakfast time radio. So I will keep it PG. <laughs> but, yeah, no, definitely. And, and if you're someone that's, like, trying to think about maybe dabbling in keeping some body hair, maybe try just, like, one part of your body. Don't go all out at once. Or do, you know. 
Yeah. So it's so all caution to the wind. But you try little bits at a time and, you know, just see how you feel and what kind of reaction you get and maybe start some conversations about it has, has been the, the way that I've found it easiest to embrace the parts of me that I once didn't like so much. Yeah, yeah. I really like the intro of your podcast where you talked about, you know, that hairs on everyone including yourself and especially girls you know we don't talk about oh like a snail trail it's very like masculine or something that we don't think that should be appropriate or have on our bodies what would you say when you look at social media especially instagram and a lot of people our age the likes of hannah and i at university we see these perfect people that are completely um body hairless and it's almost part of the image and they're selling and they make they can make a profit of photos that they have do you think that this is actually what the world is like or this is just a small portion of what the world is like advertising this body hairless but because it's something that we all look at it seems like the world. It seems normal. I yeah. think they've set the norm yeah. that we're all trying to aspire for but like is that the norm because yeah. we don't talk about it yeah, and, and I think that's something that um, I certainly struggle with and still still struggle with now. But um, when I first started researching, I spoke to this awesome um, expert in body hair, Virginia Brown, who's at the University of Auckland School of Psychology, and she's done heaps of research into it, which is all really, really interesting stuff. But um, she sat me down and said, why do you want to do this, Charlotte? And I said, because I'm, I'm a hairy girl. It grows in places that, you know, girls aren't supposed to grow hair. And she's like, but what are you comparing yourself to? Yeah. And so she's, she really showed me that there is a scale of hair. And if you're comparing yourself to hairlessness, any hair you have is going to feel abnormal. But because so many women are removing it and perhaps not acknowledging that they do remove it, you know, you you get this warped view of what is normal and what isn't, and, and actually, there's probably more women out there with body hair than what we see represented because everyone's aiming yeah. to be this Instagram influencer kind of vibe, which which you know, yeah, it's not not real. We know <laughs> yeah. it's not real. Yeah, no, I think it's probably just sums it all up and what you just said about, you know, I grow hair in places that there shouldn't be. Like, where is that should coming from? Um, I think it's such a such an important question. Yeah, and it's like, I get complimented on, on I have, like, long, thick, curly hair and very, very dark eyelashes, but, you know, I get compliments on them all the time, but no one is ever like, your, your armpit hair is on sleep today. Like, that, I, don't, I don't get that, and... Maybe that should start being a new compliment. Like, if you're going to say something nice about me, perhaps acknowledge my, my beautiful armpit here now. Yeah, no, for sure. What was something that you say, like, on the journey of making this podcast? Was there anything that surprised you? Uh, I had one of the most amazing conversations with Anjum Rahman, who is from the Islamic Women's Council. And she's mostly, you would have seen her in the media around um, as a spokesperson for. Um, people, Muslim people and following the mosque attacks but um, I sat her down and, and we had an amazing chat about how body hair relates to culture and especially Muslim um, Muslim people and, and, and it was so insightful and I learned so much about the culture that I just had no no idea about at all and that relationship is so different um, but also has a lot of similar uh, meanings and, and connections to, to the Western world, so that was something that I that I um, wasn't expecting to learn and, and did. But um, that's one of my favourite interviews from from the whole series. Lovely, awesome. that's yeah. And it's also um, just on that note, um, today is the three year anniversary of the mosque attacks. 
uh, March fifteenth, so it's even more relevant, I guess, in that in that sense. But um, yeah, um, and, and then that totally highlighted um, and a horrible event, but it really yeah. um, gave us an opportunity to learn more mm. about about the Muslim culture. In a way, the little silver lining. Um, how can people engage with this corridor? So yeah, they got released yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday. Oh, exciting. Free. Yeah, so um, it's being released on Tahi FM, which is our uh, newest little part of RNZ. But um, you can find it wherever you get your podcast, and also like really keen to have a dialogue with people about it, and, and always interested to hear other people's stories and opinions on it. Um, so you can find it all on all the normal social media and and those those apps and the like. Oh, awesome! Lovely. Well, oh, yeah, thanks so Listen, everyone, it's yeah. really cool. And uh, thank you for coming on the show today, Charlotte. Yeah, kia ora for having me. No worries. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.